across, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine, pas ça, Zinedine, oh non. Oh no, Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian. Brian, what do we got today? We are going to talk for two hours about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and his hat trick in Chelsea's 3-1 victory today in the Europa League. Over who? Bate Boris... Yeah. Borisov. Borisov. And where did we decide that is? Um, that is in Belarus. Belarus. No, we're not talking about Ruben Loftus-Cheek. We have a special guest. We do. A special guest. Very special guest. The only person in the world who knows more about Panini stickers than Fernando Fiore (laughs) is Greg Lansdowne. He is. He is the expert. He wrote a book on it. He did. He Uh, wrote the book on it. The book on it. Yes, he Uh, did. Stuck on You, which is um, sort of about the history of not sort of it is about the history of sticker collecting in the uk it gets into the history of panini the company but then also the rival company that spun out of panini called merlin or merlin yep um who ended up overtaking panini for a long time in sticker collecting and anyway he's got a really interesting story uh we find out in the interview his brother and his dad both played for west ham uh but he will Find out at the end who he's a fan of. Yeah. It's actually a little bit surprising. <laughs> um, but uh, we will get you right into that interview because we talked to him for a little while about uh, not only Panini sticker collecting, uh, but also Panini getting the exclusive Premier League license back. Correct. And several other topics. It's a very interesting conversation that we're going to get you to right now. And we'd like to welcome in freelance journalist and author of the book Stuck on You, Greg Lansdowne, one of the world's foremost experts in Panini stickers. Is that a fair assessment, Greg? Well, it seems to be in, in recent years, yes. It's, uh, it, it's really escalated over the last four or five years, and uh, now people from all over the world seem to want to talk to me about panini stickers so it, it just shows what phenomenon uh, panini stickers is even if i'm not yeah did you ever think that your hobby your passion would become uh, sort of this worldwide identity uh no no i when i was um when i was growing up uh, i was synonymous really with uh, with collecting panini stickers and, and collecting the big football or, or soccer to you magazines at the, at the time in the UK and I, and I, I kept them uh, forever in, uh, in cupboard after cupboard and uh, and when I was growing when I was getting older and older people did laugh at me really but uh, I'm, I'm the one laughing now because I, I made a bit, bit of a, uh, a side hustle out of it really <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's let's start at the beginning you know how did you uh, where did you grow up and uh, how did you get involved in collecting and then, um, you know, we'll go into more of, you know, your career before you became the, uh, Panini worldwide Panini expert, but how did you get into collecting to begin with? Um, well, I grew up in, in East London and, uh, my brother was actually a, 
a footballer for, for West Ham at the time. So he he got me into collecting. The uh, the first sticker album that I did was Panini's uh, Football 79 album in, in the UK, which, which covered the English and, and Scottish leagues. I was only four at the time, uh, so obviously I was relying on, on someone generous to to buy me the uh, the album and, and and the packets, and um, as as it happened, I, I got within one of, of finishing that that sticker album, which was almost uh, well, five hundred and fifty stickers, which is which is a, a big album really. It uh, it I, I don't think Panini ever ever did another album that, that was any more stickers than that during their during their heyday. Um, so obviously very. Um, very grateful to my, my brother for getting me into it. He he'd been collecting what were picture stamps when when he, he was growing up. So you used to need a pot of glue to, to put those into the album. But uh, by the by the time I got to collecting them, you just peeled off the backs. Uh, and there's if people listening in America probably uh, wouldn't necessarily be aware of the uh, of the fact that in in Europe traditionally we we've been far bigger on uh, stickers than, than than cards in in general and, uh, and that that remains the case now mm-hmm. yeah yeah the uh the cards are, are big over here like we, we you know and then stickers are big over there and it's kind of becoming all one as we've talked about many times with the match attacks in the uk but then the stickers are becoming bigger over here during world cups and things like that so it's kind of a interesting uh, uh confluence so was your brother ever in one of these albums yes yes he uh, he wasn't in the football 79 but he was in uh football 80 and then when he moved to charlton he was in 81 and 82 and then he went to play in sweden and he was in a couple of albums over there i think 86 and 87 do you have those albums uh, I, still I've, I've been trying to get his uh, Panini Football '87 from Sweden sticker for for quite some time. They're not uh, because they they only did a, a few albums there in in Sweden, and the the individual stickers from the '80s are quite hard to get hold of. But uh, that's that that's one of many stickers from the '80s that I'm still trying to get hold of. Yeah, that's really cool. It'd be pretty cool to uh, have a brother in in one of those albums. So, um, going from there, you know, you you mentioned that. <laughs> You kept you kept it up with the hobby, maybe beyond what other people did. Um, how did you? What did you go into as your career? You're a freelance writer now. Were you always a journalist? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I collected um, football stickers and, and not just football, all, all the way throughout the eighties and until um, until I started work. It, in, in in those days in in Europe, it, it's, it wasn't the type of thing that, that people did when they were adults. Obviously, there, there was no internet at the time, so there was nowhere uh, for adults to, to do their swapping, and it, and it just wasn't wasn't a thing really. It was it was a kid's pastime, and that, that's how it was marketed as well. Um, but but I, I kept up my interest in, in football, and I, I became a, a, a football first a football researcher. Then I became a football journalist uh, when the the internet was was starting to, to boom over here with, with sports websites um, late 90s and, and early noughties. 
Um, and then I decided that I was going to follow one of my sporting passions, which was cricket, which uh, obviously isn't a very big thing in, a, in America. But uh, I know that there have been a, been a few 2020 games uh, in, in Canada and America in, uh, in, in recent years, getting some of the uh, West Indian players in particular over. So um, that might be something that, uh, that, that will grow over, over your way. But, uh, but certainly you won't be getting any uh, sticker out more on cards. <laughs> <laughs> in the near future um, so so I, I really stayed in cricket for about 10 years and and then I wrote stuck on you in 2014 which, which really came about from coming across all my old sticker albums not just panini because I, I collected anyone going really when it came to football and, and sport um, I came across them at my my parents house and, and realized that I actually I never finished one the, the closest I got was to, to finish one short so I, I decided that I was going to set about trying to finish all the albums um, when I did my research on the internet, I realised that it was going to be not just very time-consuming, but also very costly. Uh, I, I have managed to finish a few, but I, I had so many unstarted that it, it's something that's going to go on forever. But what happened in 2014 was Panini gave away the, the albums for the World Cup free in supermarkets and newsagents, which was something that they'd never done before. So everybody was getting the album in their hands and a lot of grown-ups were thinking oh i think i might might start that and and not, not only did people start it but uh, but they, they finished it and lots of celebrities like ed sheeran were getting involved and putting their swaps on on twitter so you so you could so you sometimes you could be swapping with uh, with celebrities and um it, it was just a phenomenon in in the uk and was their biggest ever selling world cup album so from there, I thought, well, there, there is this massive company that, but uh, by, by that stage was uh, was more than fifty years old, but nobody really knows a lot about Panini. So I thought, well, I th- if if no one else is going to do it, I'll, I'll pitch a book to a publisher, and the name of the publisher was actually called Pitch, funnily enough, and uh, <laughs> they liked the idea. Uh, I did the research, and then the following year it came out. Yeah. So, you know, tell us about uh, maybe the angle you took on that book. And, and I know, like you said, it came out a while ago, so you've probably done this a million times. But um, just for anybody that hasn't heard of, of Stuck on You, I know it's about Panini stickers, but you delve into the history of Panini and uh, uh, all the yeah. rival companies and things like that. That's right. Well, when I started to do it, it it, uh, it was going to be, it was, and it is in effect the the history of football stickers in the UK. So not not just Panini, but um, the the publisher wanted to get Panini on the front because uh, obviously that's the big uh, the, the the big brand, the one that everybody knows, and that that was going to catch people's attention the most. Um, and yes, it's fair to say that the Panini do uh, do figure very highly in the book, but. It it uh, it seemed that um, the book was shaped by the interviews I did, so I wanted to speak to the the, the main people involved with Panini during the the eighties, which was their their golden era in in the UK. And when I when I interviewed them, I actually discovered that uh, four of them then left Panini in the late eighties uh, because they got taken over by Robert Maxwell, who was a, a well-known media mogul over here, uh, but not necessarily a very popular person. And, and these people decided that they didn't want to work for him. 
So they set up their rival stickers and uh, and cards, which came later, company, which was called Merlin. And yep. Merlin ended up toppling Panini, um, obviously with the experience that they, they'd gained in uh, in the 80s from, from being the biggest brand as, as Panini. Um, and they became the company that got the collectibles deal for the English Premier League when it was first given out for the 93-94 season, which was the year after the, uh, the Premier League started. Um, and they did so well that two years later in 95, Tops bought them out. Uh, Tops really hadn't been hadn't been considered as a as an entity in in the UK since they 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 did a few they the, they bought out a famous uh, card company uh, AMBC Cards in the in the 70s, and then they they launched a few football cards in the late 70s, early 80s. But then after that, pretty much nothing until they bought uh, Merlin in the in the mid 90s um, and so really it, it, it was the it was the story of, of, of how Panini uh, had all this success then they lost it and then then it comes full circle in the in in the 2014 World Cup with their biggest seller ever but but really a large part of that success was down to the fact that people like me who grew up in the 80s with, with the Panini brand, we, we were really living out our childhood and um, a, a, a huge chunk of the people who were responsible for the success of the 2014 album were uh, were, were people of my age, as I say, who were, who were reliving their youth. Yeah, I think I, when I interviewed the Panini America CEO, Mark Warsop, his yeah. his dad was very involved in the, those days. Yes, he was he, he was one of the people who was uh, who who was really one of the one of the main contributors to my book PT. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Peter, yeah, yeah, um, and Mark, you know, talks about growing up just being really into the stickers as well, just like you did, and and it being such yeah. a cultural phenomenon growing up, and you know, in the UK, but not just the UK, uh, you know, all over the world. We we've interviewed. Um, I'm not sure if you know who uh, Fernando Fiore is, who is a famous, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. and he's a huge Panini guy. And we talked to him for a long time about his, his collecting and just his obsession. And one of his funniest things, and I think it's, it's probably a common thing, Brian feels the same way about his stickers. Fernando has to have his stickers just perfectly even in the exact right spot. Every single sticker yeah. has to be perfect. Are, are you like that? I am like it, but I've I've also got my young children involved in collecting stickers now. Uh, they do uh, Star Wars and um, Disney princesses, etc. So even even though it's their albums, it uh, it still pains me uh, when they when they stick it in unevenly. I, I just tell myself, well, this is their album; they're enjoying it. But uh, I I do tend to go back over them and uh, and see see if I can make the, the the best of a bad bunch on on occasions. But I don't I don't want to take all all the joy out of it for them. But uh, I I I I really dislike it when I see a sticker that's that, that's gone badly awry. Yeah, I, f- I feel your pain with the 2018 World Cup stickers here. I've I've had my three kids all doing their own albums, and it would my daughter was a little better than the than my two boys, but. It would it would drive me crazy when it was not perfectly <laughs> perfectly centered and, and, and right and fit nicely in the square. Um, I I think that probably um, that that might be a, a fashion really because I I've got twins and certainly the girl 
uh, is far better at, uh, at at sticking them in and uh, getting them straight. Than yeah, the, the boy. Yeah, the boys just uh, they were just excited to 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 get a Messi out of a pack or uh, yeah. and just or Ronaldo and just stick it as fast as they could in their book before someone yeah. stole it from them. <laughs> So you were at the um, it was the brand licensing expo or convention um, recently where Panini announced the uh, official or that that they have the exclusive uh, Premier League license. Can you tell us about that and maybe some details uh, about that deal? Yeah, well, yeah. This uh, the brand license in Europe is is for. Um, trade so rather than rather than collectors it's for um licensees and licensors coming together um so panini were there they had a stand tops europe were there there were card manufacturers so where, where you could literally go and get the uh, the, the stickers and, and cards um produced um and so it that that's only a small part of the of the exhibition but obviously that that was what stood out to me um and on the first day of the exhibition uh, panini announced that, that they got the the premier league english premier league deal which uh, is massive for collectors over here because panini have never had the english premier league uh, since since that came to being in in 92 93 and as i said that the first official premier league album came the following season it's always been Merlin, which was bought out by Tops, but they they continued to use the Merlin brand because children from the nineties that they remember collecting Merlin stickers, so they've also tried to uh, tried to take advantage of the nostalgia market. So so you can still see a a Merlin Premier League sticker album. The the, the latest one isn't out out yet, but I think it's out next month uh, or no, actually December. Uh, because cards, the match attacks are, are bigger these days. But um, but obviously all that is going to go for next season. So it'll be cards will be Panini adrenaline cards. But uh, I think what's going to be particularly interesting is to see if Panini can revive the sticker album. Because in in terms of stickers, they're they're probably only selling about one or two million packets uh, a year now. Whereas in in the golden era of Panini. English football stickers they were selling over 100 million packets so um, that just that just shows um, how far the domestic football stickers has gone down and, and how cards are, are more of interest to, to the kids so so really it's a, it's a it's, it's a big um, effort that Panini are going to put in but if anyone's going to be able to do it uh, then there's no doubt that, uh, that Panini are the ones to do it so, over in the UK, the stickers are big for World Cup and Euro, but yeah. not necessarily season it. in and season out with the domestic cup or domestic yeah. leagues. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think will yeah. happen to the the Merlin brand? Do you think it will sort of totally go away now that they're not going to be able to make Premier League stickers? Well, the Merlin brand sadly will. That's the the football is the only. Um, is the only place that, that we see uh, Merlin these days. Tops, otherwise, are they use their their brand for the uh, the Star Wars stickers that are over here and um, the, the various other franchises they've got. So it, it will just be a in terms of stickers, it will be a Panini versus Tops battle. Uh, but there are other companies like the Australian company Tap and Play that are doing cards. They've got cricket and uh, rugby. 
um, and uh, there's a, there's there, there's always one or two others, Magic Box, and, and one or two others, but uh, they're nowhere near as uh, as prolific. I mean, it, it costs a lot of money uh, just to get the cards and the stickers into the into the supermarket. So you, that that alone means that you you've got to be a big established brand to uh, to to be prominent and and to get the uh, the point of sale stands, etc. Yeah, and and you mentioned tap and play, and you wrote an article for. Uh, it's going to be in Beckett Sports Card Monthly in December uh, about women's uh, sports cards. And, and uh, Tap and Play is a company that has put out a netball set, which over here we don't know what netball is. I had to look that up. Can you maybe explain a little <laughs> bit of what netball is for the the uh, listeners? And then also just kind of talk about what, what you uh, go over in that article, because I think it's really interesting, and I think it's something that will – there's a huge market for it, um, you know, especially as women's sports become more popular. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, netball is uh, very similar to um – basketball but there's there's less movement so so you can't you can't dribble with it um but but the, the aim of the game is just to put the ball into uh, in, into a hoop um and and in australia and uh and the uk to a slightly lesser extent it's uh, it's very popular um in in, in the uk all the uh, traditionally the, uh, the the girls would have uh, played that at uh, at school um but uh their first uh, th- their first card set that that's happened play did uh, at the start of this year for Australian netball was was the first that had ever been entirely devoted to a, a single women's sport. But what uh, tap and play have been very prominent in terms of promoting a women's sport for for many years now. So their their cricket sets and their their rugby sets and their their soccer sets in Australia. Have all had a a section with with women, and and that's growing all the time. So, for instance, they've just released a cricket set for the Australian cricket summer, which is which is coming up very soon. And forty percent of the cards are featuring women players, uh, which is which is more than the previous season, which in turn was more than the than the season before that. Uh, so, that there could well come a time where it's where it's fifty fifty. I, I believe they are going to do another netball series for the start of next year because it was it was so successful. Um, I mean, obviously, everything's relative. What what is successful for tap and play would not necessarily be successful for Panini, but um, they managed to get a a sponsor for a, a part sponsor for the card series, and that uh, they set up a, a Facebook page to to swap. And uh, a lot of the, the mums in in the main were getting their their daughters into it, and um, there was a, there was a nice little uh, network there that uh, that's been going for for several months now. So it, it remains to be seen exactly how um, how much interest there is from uh, from from girls in in terms of collecting. Uh, tr- traditionally, certainly in the UK, it has been. A, a mainly English past, uh, a mainly male pastime, when it when it comes to collecting the uh, the, the soccer cards and and other sports. But uh, a good test case will be for next year's Women's World Cup, which uh, Panini are, are doing a, another sticker album for. I'm um, I'm sure they will they will be promoting that uh, even on an even 
wider basis than, than they have in the past. So it, it will be there for, for collectors. So it'll be interesting to see just, just how popular that is. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've been talking about the Women's World Cup a lot on the podcast because Brian was at the women, U, U.S. Women's yeah. semifinal game, and, and that's a very popular thing over here because we yep. happen to be very good at that as opposed to <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. men's yeah. side. Yeah. Much better than the they, men. They will obviously be in the, uh, in, in the sticker album next year. Um, was it available in, in 2015 over in, over in America, the Panini Women's World Cup album? Yes, it wasn't as widely available as the, as the men's sticker album, of course, um, but you could find it, if I recall correctly, um, the 2011 sticker album was only released um, either in, only in Germany or only in Europe. Um, yeah, only only in Germany. Yeah, that one was was quite difficult to find here. I was uh, there were some some guys here in the office who were trying to collect it. I remember, and they had to you know go online to buy albums and go online to buy yeah. stickers. Um, the yeah. 15 album um, was easier to get here, and I'm sure, like you said, the 19 album. Um, with the growing popularity of the women's game and the, and the, the popularity of the, the men's stickers, um, I'm sure they'll be released um, here yeah. in, in much wider uh, supply than, the, than they had been previously. Yeah. And, uh, and as I said, I mean, obviously um, the U.S. weren't in the, uh, the men's World Cup last year, so that, that must have impacted. But the, the fact that uh, the USA will be among, among the favorites, um, I'm, I'm sure that will, uh, that, that will boost sales. Did you really have to bring that up again, Greg? <laughs> the, the wounds are still fresh over here about that. Well, yeah, I mean, we, England were in it, and uh, our wounds are still fresh as well. So, <laughs> unless, you, unless you win the tournament, uh, there's always going to be disappointment, whether you're in it or not. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, and last thing I wanted to ask you about, so we – I interviewed you for the story I did on the Panini stickers here for our Beckett Sports Card Monthly magazine. And I remember I sent you the magazine and you tweeted something to the effect of like the collecting is such a big deal in the U.S. They have a magazine dedicated to it. And I was like, we have five magazines. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to ask. um, I think that was. Uh, that was also something when I um, when I started researching for the uh, for the book in, in 2014. I mean, I I, I was aware of um, baseball cards because they're always uh, that they always feature heavily in, in films in for American films, especially the the retro ones. So I knew they were big. Um, I also knew that uh, Panini really barely existed um, until about ten years ago in. Um, in, in in the US or in North America in, in general but uh, but it it, uh, it it just didn't cease to amaze every time I'd say oh well, there's another convention and um, we it, it it just um, it, it's incomparable in over uh, over here it's it's just about certainly for, for people of my, my age it was only ever about collecting an album a sticker album and and finishing it and that was it every every sticker was worth the same yes yes you had your shiny badges that you could swap more for normal stickers but ultimately it was still only one spot in the album whereas over where you are it's uh, it's about uh, trying to pull that card which uh, is going to be worth potentially up to thousands of pounds 
um, and so um, we haven't uh, we, we we haven't really had that phenomenon. It's 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 coming into being a little bit now, and 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 even the the, the tap and play cricket uh, series, which which was launched uh, a few months ago, they put in one card, which was a patch card of a, of a player's jersey from from the previous year. And one of those cards has already gone on eBay and sold for two hundred and seventy pounds. Now that 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 won't sound like a lot to America, but uh, but to a UK collector, bearing in mind that there, there's there's really no history of of cricket cards over here. So th- this has been brought over by by Australia, where 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 they they do do it. Um, it's it, it just just astonished me that that, that somebody would be paying that that much, and it, it wasn't even. One of the the better parts of the jersey as well. So when 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 the badge comes out, etc., I assume that will be five hundred pounds. Yeah, it's one thing. Um, you know, you, you were you were talking about how you were surprised at how um, you know popular and how much money is spent uh, on cards and, and magazines and, and conventions here. As a soccer card collector who tries to follow the English Premier League the best I can from here. Um, I was shocked five, ten years ago when I started looking into older, you know, British cigarette cards that from the turn of the century to the 20s, 30s, 40s, where I could go out and get a Stanley Matthews uh, cigarette card from the 30s in really, really sharp condition for $10, $12, very, very cheap. And it didn't matter whether it was uh, Stanley Matthews or some other guy in the in the set who no one really every every card was uh yeah. you know th- you know t- 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 five pounds it was it was cheap everything's cheap yeah. and and like you said that's started to change a bit the prices have started to go up a little bit but um I can you know it, it's astounding to me that I can find a player of Matthews quality from almost 100 years ago, if that were a baseball card or a football, uh, American football card or basketball card from that era and in, you know, that condition, it would sell for tens of thousands of dollars here. So um, there's, yeah, there's just a lot of good value if you're a collector and a fan of, of the European, uh, the English game and in and, and, and Spain and, and Germany, you can find a lot of value in high quality cards because they're just not as expensive as you might expect. No, even um, even I found certain dealers have started to introduce the concept of a rookie card, or in 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 the in Europe it would be more like to be rookie sticker. Yeah, and uh, and cl- claiming that this was the first. Uh, there's um, D- David Beckham. There's uh, I think uh, people try to say that there was a Sabutio uh, card that from from the uh, would would be mid nineties that they they claim that this was his. Um, his, his was the first time that he ever appeared on a, on a card and a sticker. Yeah. Um, and and you'll see them trying to sell it for about five hundred pounds, but it, it's it's not worth it. It's worth not worth anything like that, even yeah. though it's his first one. But obviously, you you find an American equivalent player as 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 well known as uh, as, as David Beckham, and obviously it would sell for an 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 inflated price. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, maybe maybe it's a case of uh, educating collectors. But um, as I say, it was, for a long time, it was just every card had the same value, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll wrap it up right here, Greg. I think uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, 
So I do have a question. Are you a, a West Ham fan, or who's your who's your club? No. Um, although my brother played for West Ham, and my dad also played for them in the fifties. He was uh, my dad was a was at West Ham for twenty years, and then he was a coach uh, until the late seventies, and and then they sacked him in the late seventies. Just just as I was getting into football, so it wasn't really uh, the right thing for me to support West Ham. So uh, my dad grew up as a, as an Arsenal supporter. So uh, so really, it probably worked out for the best. Uh, I've, I've certainly had a lot more joy supporting Arsenal than I would have done supporting West Ham over the last forty years. Absolutely, and you guys are on fire right now. At the moment, yeah, yeah, we can you can you can only beat the teams you place, but. Uh, 11 wins, uh, the 11th tonight. No, it's, uh, it's going well, so I'll, I'll enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Greg, and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon as the Panini expert. We're always talking about Panini and stickers, and maybe we'll have you on uh, talking about the Women's World Cup sometime yeah, next year. That'd be great. Good All to right. talk to you both. All right, thanks, um, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Bye. 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 And we'd like to thank Greg for that conversation. That was and, awesome. An Arsenal fan. Arsenal. After all that. Well. It is, yeah, I mean, I guess if your father's been sacked by a yeah, team. Yeah, it doesn't. And as you're just getting into football, you're not going to support the team that just did that to your father. So it's completely understandable. Yeah. I just wish you'd pick a better team. Like he said, it's, like it's worked out fairly well. Yes, it has. Uh, and it's working out right now because they are, like we said, on fire. They are. Winning everything, scoring lots of goals, playing beautiful football. I don't know if you saw that goal that uh, they scored the other day that came from the goalie and like went through every player. Uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful team goal. Ended up with, um, I think, Obama Yank finally scored it, but like, passes in and around the box like there was dummies there was a Lacazette layoff to um I can't remember and then across to Ozil and then he chips it back to Obama it was just one of the the best team goals maybe the best team goal of the year uh they were playing attractive football they are and so Greg must be very happy about that he is he's enjoying it while he can like he said yeah and I'm sure he's very happy about appearing on Bend It Like Beckett I'm sure the world's foremost podcast on sticker collecting. soccer collecting so, you know what the world's foremost podcast on soccer there you go well that's a little strong no uh i'm gonna stick with that okay all right let's roll with that yeah all right so make sure to follow greg on the twitter and follow us on the twitter and like us on uh what am i saying like us is it liking, subscribing, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or however the heck you listen to it and let us know your thoughts until next week. I'm Scott. And I'm Brian.